Okay, guys. Um, I just want to kind of finish up what we're talking about regarding the talents in Matthew 25. Um, it's the 25th today, 25th of January? Yeah. Okay, for the recording. 25th of January, part two. We live parable of the talents. And we're kind of using it to see the way. At Jesus' birth, wise men brought in gifts. Um, they didn't recognise that he was the greatest gift ever given to mankind. Um, even in our lives, as we read about Jesus in our life, we recognise that we've had gifts given us. In fact, everything that we need, everything that we need has already been invested in us. If you like, I know John and I think of it like a toolbox. He's given us a, within us a toolbox that anything we need is there. But some of us kind of open the toolbox up and don't get to use all the tools. A, because we don't know how to use them. B, because you, it, it, you don't want to use them and you're not interested in learning about how to use them. And, and, and there are others that you can pick up and work with all the time. And by that I'm saying a parallel between our character, our personality as Christians. Because God doesn't change our personality when we get saved. Well, hopefully he does in a sense. But, you know, if you're a joyful guy, you get born again, you're going to be full of joy. I suppose as you reckon, I'm getting in trouble there. <laughs> it, it doesn't change in the sense that it automatically changes. We have to effectively allow it to take place in our life. And if we're a warrior, we've got to deal with our worries, understand God's took them, and step out of that worry. If we fear, or we've got Goliaths in, you know, that have kept us in the house or kept us from doing one thing or another, we've got to recognise that God's bigger than any Goliath. That there is no fear in love. So we can, because we understand that we are loved, that can cause us to step up between any Goliath, any mountain, any fear, and God's bigger and better and more all powerful than that. So that can change for us. Do you know what I mean? If we're a little bit overweight, when we, I'm going to go into a salvation thing, I don't want to. But God's invested in us, right? Talents. We've heard from, from the last time we spoke about this, that the talents, I'm, I'm really staring, I couldn't believe it. That's, they're reckoning that a talent... If it was money, was a day's wage for any individual person for 20 years. One talent. 20 years wages for one man. The equivalent of what they're saying a biblical talent was at the day. A couple of translations said that it was, he's delegated responsibility to, responsibilities to us. He gave us money or... He gave people of his own possessions. Yeah? And then he said, do with these. Go and make some interest on them. Um, 
And I think we got to the top place where the one guy went out who had five talents and went out and made five talents more. Another guy went out who had two talents and he got two talents more. I'm not going to try and repeat myself too much. Um, and then there's one chap who was given one talent, trying to catch up. Matthew 25, 18. But he who had received one went and dug in the ground and hid his Lord's money. God, this grace message helps. It's, I mean, we're under grace and that's fantastic. But it isn't the law to do nothing. And I'm biting myself tongue If that's what you want to do, and just getting to heaven by skin your teeth, we can do that. The problem is, when we take the talent that God's given us, and we dig it in the ground, and we don't use it, we don't use the life of God. We don't build on a relationship. Then we stand a chance of losing it. I'll explain myself in a bit. The talent dug in the ground. Well, where were we made from? Ground. The dust of the earth. And I, and I saw the talent being kept inside if we're looking at that something that's internal, that the talent is something that God's given us. And he's saying, go and use that. It's not external, though it is money, or it can be money. There are people who've got a lot of money and they say, okay, use it to, sh- to, to uh, share the gospel with your abundance. But if you haven't got an abundance, it'll bring you 30, 60 times uh, multiplication to what you want to say. Also, I'm seeing talents as skill, gifts, availabilities, conversation, personality, whatever we want to do, you know, carpets fitting, loved and cared for by nurses, you know, wherever it might be. But we use these things that God's given us, we take them practically into our daily life, and it becomes a part of who we are. And amongst friends and family, we can afford to step out of it. I reckon I make a mistake every week. At least one. Some of you notice. Some of you don't notice, but I notice. I just can't do that again. I don't know the way that happened. I wish I remembered that. Oh, man, where's that gone? And lots of things like that. Some of you guys don't know anything about that. Or we have conversations as leaders and saying, we've got to do this. We should have done that. Why don't we do that? We don't. But this is the place to be real. This is the place to step out in faith. This is the place to do things when you're feeling that God's leading you by the Holy Spirit to do them. Because there's a whole area of spiritual gifts that's in you and me, that we don't use. We keep it dug in, the ground. 
We just leave it there. We leave it there so that no one steals it away. Nature will find out, and I'll read it a bit. When he comes to the judge, he says, But why didn't you do anything? He says, Why don't you make something on your talent? He says, Well, I was afraid. I know you're a hard man. So I didn't use them. I was afraid of the critique. I was afraid of looking stupid or falling. Why? Because I fall every day, every time, every week. And you're not here doing to me. Oh, sick, blew it this week. You don't do that. We don't do that. We're encouraged when I'm encouraged when one of you who hasn't prayed for a while prays. I'm blessed whether you feel you stumble out your words or not. I don't care. I don't care how eloquent your words are in your prayer or in the things you do. That's irrelevant to me. I want you to grow in your grace and knowledge for Jesus. I want you to be able to take the effectiveness of the authority that you've been taught out. Practice it here if you want. Speak in tongues. Please prophesy. Please. And if you make a mistake, we can live with that. But God wants to stretch you. I want to stretch you. I want people to come here and they don't sit into a holy huddle, that we're effective and real. We care for people, and we care for people, and it comes out in lots and lots of ways. I found out the fear is a massive, massive reason why people don't do things. Fear, and do you know what? Something's close to fear. Pride. Because when we're so concerned with the way we look if we do something that's not about fear for falling that's pride it's we're looking, who we're looking at who we're thinking about self-centeredness don't want to stumble well on this playground called the church at home with the free where we're all we're all learning we've all got our outplates on in one arena Although we've been accepted in the beloved in the other, we're saying God's equipped us to take authority and dominion and go out there with all that we've got. Rejoice in the investment He's given you. Rejoice in it. Hallelujah. Um, read Romans 12. It talks all about the gifts, practical and spiritual, both. And we read, had some read. But Revelation 5 11, classic scripture. They overcame him, who? The devil, the world, fear, anxiety, self centeredness, all that, by the blood of the Lamb 
and the word of their testimony. You know, always be willing to share that testimony. It's powerful. Like Stuart said last week, the week before, last week, if you don't know any answers to some of the questions there are people asking when you're evangelising, you've always got your experience. How he did and what he did for you. That's, that's, you know, people want that so much. And it's a great opportunity to learn to trust God. We have, we have to learn to trust him. I'm going to go off in We've all got areas where we haven't let him in there. There's lots of rooms in our hearts. But uh-uh, I can't cope with that yet. I'm not ready for that. Trusting God with that. Oh, damn it. Or doing this or doing that. But this is a, a continual revelation. Some people have got the capacity to just do it full stop. And that's the incredible, incredible moves of God in them and through them. And that's normal for God. And this is why God wants us to trust him. If we're doing things with our own skills and our own skill set, we don't even need to use a toolbox there, do we? Because I can do that without him, thank you very much. I've got my own. And it's soft, we're carrying our own tools that we're good at. We all do things we're good at, don't we? We do. Come on. Oh, I don't like doing that. Why don't you like doing it? I'm rubbish. It's work. So often, if we do things we're not sure we can do and allow God to step in, then suddenly we'll find out that we can't do them, but we God, we can. And he's the one who's doing it. He's the one who's doing it. We come to the end of ourselves. He suddenly turns up. Well, just suddenly. He's always been there. We suddenly let go. I'm done now. I've been waiting for that for weeks. You can't, you can't do it. Yeah. Hallelujah. Lord. I can. And you will. You know. The message of the cross is designed to transform us. I say this periodically, every so often. Every area of our life. We never think it's going to be. We think we're going to get to heaven. But every area of our life. And we're a little bit careful the way we allow him to infiltrate our life. I can cope with him being forgiven. Maybe dealing with my shame a little bit. My guilt. I like the idea of my past going. But then he wants to deal with the way things have hurt you deep in your heart. He wants to deliver you from them. I set you free and disempower them. And am I safe stepping out of this zone without that? 
because it's, it's in that core of our being, it's, it's, it's the heart, not the muscle pump jab, but the core of what we intuitively are in our identity. He wants us to free us in that place. So we can be and do anything, anything. And the only reason we don't do them is because It's, you haven't, it's a zone where it's just him. Absolutely out there on your own. It's um, God wants us to trust him and use these gifts. Do you know, time goes really quick. Matthew 25 19. After a long time, the Lord of those servants came. And settle the with So there's an accountability. We've got an accountability coming with the gifts that God's given us. This reads quite powerful in here. Um, 19. Okay, I want to read this. Verse 20 of Matthew 25. The Lord said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You were faithful over a few things. I'll make you rule over many. Enter into the joy of the Lord. He also said to the one who received two talents, he came and said, Lord, you delivered to me two talents. Look, I've gained two more. His Lord said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many. Enter into the joy of the Lord. Then he went to the one who had received one talent. He came and said, Lord, I knew you to be a hard man. And that's what you do when you think you're God's a hard God. You hide. Hide. I knew you to be a hard man. <clears throat> I was afraid and I went to hid your tans in the ground. Look there, you, have, you can have it back, what you're giving me. It's yours. Then Lord answered him and said, You wicked and lazy servant, you knew I would, that I reap where I haven't sown and gather where I have not scattered. I couldn't work this one out to begin with. So you ought to have deposited my money with the bankers. Let the world to give you some interest. At least the world, just stick it in the world stuff, you're going to get 2.3% or something over five years. If you'd have done it with the bankers. And at my command, I would have received my own with a, a little bit of interest. Therefore, take the talent from him and give it to him who has ten talents. And this bothered me because it didn't sound like the God I know. For everyone who has will be given, more will be given. And he will, who has an abundance, but from him who does not have, even what he has will be taken away. Listen to this track. And cast the unprofitable servant into outer darkness. There will be reaping and gnashing of teeth. Now, I've struggled with this because I know God's a God of love. Right? And the only... Why I understood it to work was that 
When we link this with the revelation in Paul, the Paul's revelation of Jesus, right? And also in the parable of the sower, there were four types of ground, does anyone remember them? From the word going to them. And the... Yeah, well, them are the two I want to look at. I'm not going to spend too much time. You think about this. When God gives us something to see, initially, if the seed doesn't go into the heart, it's stolen away because it wasn't understood or thought about. So the birds came and stole it. What was said wasn't understood. Okay, the seed wasn't planted. In the second one, it talks about the cares of this world and the problems and the pressures of this world came on so that the person fell away. There wasn't enough roots for it to be established. Okay. And that's the way this works for me. Because look, if we don't exercise what we believe, if we don't grow in grace and knowledge somehow it's possible not all the time potentially for someone to come along and steal the truth from you that's what's called apostasy when even the good things about God couldn't be remembered and all you've got is a recognition saying I think I must have been in a different mind then. I don't think that's true anymore. Because this has happened and this has happened and this has happened. Because I haven't exercised my faith. Because I haven't asserted myself in the word. Because I haven't worked on the talents and the investment in me. Because I haven't gone to church. Because I never read my Bible. Because I haven't prayed. Because I just don't get involved in that anymore. It was just a phase I was going through. That ultimately, you can finish up in a place where you're a prostate. Meaning, there's no recollection of your salvation any longer. And he doesn't refuse you. But you say, wasn't for me. It was just something I was going for. And the potential is, that's the good that's taken away. Do you see that, church? This is the reality of why we have to cultivate and do. This is why in um, Philemon 1.6 is talking about the acknowledgement of all things that we have in Christ, that we use them, that we water it and talk it. We heard it in Disciple Evangelism. Worry if you're only a hearer of the word, what are you? James, do you remember? Don't worry if you don't. Anybody? Doesn't matter. Deceived. And if you're only a hearer of the word and you don't put it into practice, you can be deceived. I heard a... Um, a statistic today, uh, yesterday that... When you go somewhere, when you go into church, you go into a, um, a study of some kind, 
If you don't put what you learn to work in 72 hours, you lose it. You forget what you've learned. If you don't think about it, meditate on it, and do something, then you stand a chance of forgetting what was said to you. And that's exactly what that word, that seed being stolen, not being understood. You didn't know you should grab hold of it with all your heart. And because you never, the gospel message weren't received, it weren't held onto. It was just taken away. The seed was just thrown and cast aside. Nibbled on by a bird. And it. For to everyone who has, more will be given. And he will have an abundance. That's God's will for us. That we have and we work to have and we enjoy the have. Come on, God wants to bless us. And the life He gives us, it's going to be good and exciting to live. Oh, I went to church on Sunday. It was really good. Using the gifts God's given us will put a smile on your face. It'll make you walk up to people and say, Hi, how are you doing? Or just your friends. Let's not step out into other people and strangers. Just your friends. How are you doing? Wow! It was great. I had a good time in church, sang some great songs. I felt it was brilliant and real, real experience. We got it. It was so good to worship Him. Church, worship, what are you doing that for? What do you mean you don't? What are you doing not going there? How can you survive? Look at the world, it's a mess. And you want me to be happy in that? No, thank you. The answer's in him. And it's great. It's been what I've been looking for for ages. Well, how long have you been going? Mm-hmm. And we're there. This life isn't meant to be a struggle. And, and God, what God wants to do, wants to, in, in the growing of us, he wants to bless us. And the blessing brings the life. And the life brings the blessing. And the blessing brings the life. And the life brings the blessing. And the blessing brings the reward. And then the revelation. And then the joy. And then the hallelujah. And then the next step, I've got a real, real... I didn't just feel this, I put it into practice and it made so much more difference because I grabbed hold of it and I could put something into my pie. It weren't just pastry. It tastes so much better than just pastry. And I, I enjoyed it. It was great coming, great worshipping him. Awesome. But the thief comes to steal, to kill and destroy or I have come that you might have life and have it more abundantly, John 10, 10. This is what it is. This is the life.
We don't go into the world to get our buzz. There ain't no buzz there. There might be a bit of buzz in Buzz Lightyear. I mean, but that's the only buzz as far as I can understand. I've tried all the other buzzes and they don't work. And we, we, we're a body of people who can enjoy him together. Whether there's 30 of us or 300 of us or whatever. Or three of us. Because if two or three gather together in my mind, there I am in the midst. Hallelujah. Amazing. Incredible. But we have to make this happen. If you're coming to church, you're hearing the word and doing little bits of other things, and you're going to hear. You should be hearing things that motivate you. You should be hearing things that excite you. You should be listening to music that make you raise your hands up or smile or have an insight into the truth. We shouldn't, shouldn't listen to worldly junk. I think young people you were spoken to last week about songs and music that you listen to. There's nothing in the world that's going to be fortifying to you. I come across a young girl, 19, who likes rhythm and R&B, what we don't call rhythm and blues, it's that. And she said, I understand that, why you're so provocative. I understand that, why you do this with men. And because you listen to the junk that's in the world, and you suck it into your ears, into the gate of your heart, and listen to all the provocativeness in the songs and the videos, and you go and do it like it's normal. It's normal. Not in the kingdom of God it isn't. It's not in the kingdom to devalue yourself and become something that's weak and ugly on the inside. Thinking that beauty's on the outside. That's always foolish. Oh. We want you to grow here. We want you to grow. We want you to be willing to share and to pray. Come expecting, come giving, come alive. This isn't your refill station. I know some people don't think that as well, and that's okay. I'm sort of tying you all with the same brush. This is a place where we come, where we're a family of people who are going to come together and enjoy an experience with God together. And be built up and encouraged and directed. And there's, all, you know, there's things going on all the time. We're trying very hard to try and get some structure in here. Evangelism is going to take place for sure. I know that. And um, you're going to need to know about them leaflets that you've just been given. Because it's coming there. We're going there. In your prayers, pray God, I want to respond to your 
encouraging to use me because he wants to use you you already know that you've already been sensed by the Holy Spirit that you can do this, you can do that what's stopping you? in your daily walk, in the shopping, in your working wherever you are he kind of just says it <clears throat> and you go I can't do that I've been down this road before <clears throat> excuse me we're a small body of people here but we're doing great things I'm, I'm expecting and I want us to see see us grow as a bunch of people you know I want to see that your, your gifts in, in you to work themselves out in this body here in church and then outside that church as well because we can do awesome things the solution is in you we have the solution Jesus is the answer. He really is. You know, I'll get my phone, I'll get your, some of your printouts. Listen to some of the things Rachel says and where she gets them from, I don't know. But they're very, very inspiring and deep. And they will encourage you in your daily walk. I'm really impressed by them. Does anyone want prayer for anything? Okay, let's just, should we stand up? <clears throat>